Welcome to the Freedom Sessions, a podcast with just one aim, to get people thinking and questioning. How? Well, hopefully we'll put out some points of view that will stimulate discussion and debate. Anything to help us break free of dumb in all of its forms and many manifestations. This is episode two, fake news and all of its friends. A new vocabulary for these post-truth times. If anyone has any doubts as to how adaptive we humans are, we only have to take a look at how quickly totally new phrases, words, terminology and ways of living in completely new situations have taken hold and become mainstreamed in the last few years. From Me Too to Black Lives Matter, from global warming, or more correctly, climate change. However, the last few years have also introduced us to new terms, phrases, and soon to become new cultural touchpoints, for good or bad. And before we know it, we're all chatting earnestly about things like lockdown level something. The levels tend to be between one and four, with four being go directly to the home, do not pass go, and do not leave your home, for a predetermined period of time, as stated by the government. Total deaths versus deaths per million of population. This is really important as the world grapples with where each country sits in the who's the biggest loser death stakes. Those critical R values, the reproduction number, where anything above one means the virus is spreading exponentially. COVID-19 has an R value of three if left unchecked, and that means one person infects three people. New etiquette in a COVID-infused world, coughing into the crook of your arm and elbow pumping instead of handshaking. Social distancing and the merits of leaving a one to two metre gap between you and others from outside of your bubble. The wearing of masks. In those Western countries struggling most with COVID-19, the attempts to make the wearing of masks mandatory is seen by those who oppose these masks as just another example of our basic human rights being torn from us by oppressive governments trying to control everything we do. Until COVID-19 entered our lives, most of the Western talk regarding the wearing of Um, face masks in public was either vaguely disparaging towards Asian countries where the practice of mask wearing in public for reasons of public health was commonplace or alternatively the wearing of the face covering burqa by Islamic women which resulted in racial and cultural stereotyping. It must be so galling to those opposed to mask wearing to see the mask is fast becoming part of the cultural norm. So why is that? Well, it's not just because governments are making it mandatory, but masks are now being sold as fashion accessories online and in store at major fashion outlets. Look how many topical TV shows, soaps and reality tea competitions alike depict the cast or contestants practising social distancing and wearing of masks. I can't wait to see this year's models at the new season's socially distanced fashion shows, strutting their stuff on the catwalks, wearing the hottest designer masks as part of their ensemble. 
Looking back to 2020 from some time in the future, there will be plenty of visual and language cues to help future anthropologists pinpoint exactly what was happening back in 2020 and when the global pandemic had actually taken hold. However, beyond COVID-19, something else has made an indelible impression on our society. Donald John Trump. Yep, future anthropologists may well even coin the term the Trumpian era, the first four years of which has already spawned a few new era-defining phrases and terms. Phrases such as alternate facts. Alternate facts was a phrase used by US Counselor to the President Kellyanne Conway in a 2017 Meet the Press interview when she was defending Secretary of State Sean Spicer's lie about the number of attendees at Trump's inauguration as the US President. But here's where we get to the origin of the idea of an alternate fact. In 1949, George Orwell wrote the novel 1984, which portrayed a totalitarian state that limited freedom of thought by creating its own language called Newspeak. The political purpose of Newspeak was to reduce the English language to simple concepts that reinforced the totalitarian dominance of the state. Moreover, words with negative meanings were removed, such that bad just became ungood. I suppose we should watch out if any of the Trump's administration start to use the term doublespeak because this is another wonderful Orwellian 1984 phrase to describe when a person holds two contradictory beliefs at once and accepts them both. One such example from the book is War is Peace. Fake news. Quite simply, this is merely untrue information being presented as fact. It has been around forever, long before the internet and social media. In the past, it may have been part of a wider propaganda machine aimed at keeping the public in check through fear and division or by planting seeds of doubt about those opposed to the leadership or sovereign interests of a state. In the current environment where the people's trust in their own politicians and business leaders is at an all-time low, people prefer to believe in something that comes up on their social media feed passed on to them by a friend rather than mainstream media. It has been proven beyond doubt that lies, scandals and falsehoods are being created, generated and propagated by hostile foreign actors to create doubt or influence the population of various countries or otherwise meddle so as to affect the outcomes of another country's election results. However, in an interesting twist, we now see this term being used continually by Trump and his officials when responding to anything reported by the mainstream news media that is negative or critical of Trump and his policies or actions. It is now actually becoming nigh on impossible to know who or what to believe, and that is exactly what conspiracy theorists are thriving upon, but I'll save that for another episode. Misspoke, this time not another Orwellian term, but a valid word originally meaning to speak inaccurately, inappropriately or too hastily, 
but it's now finding a new life as many Western politicians try and explain away deliberately misleading statements. This is fast becoming politics' new first line of defence for word crimes that have been discovered by an ever-increasingly cynical public. When a false or misleading statement has been uncovered, the use of the word misspeak or misspoke can be used to try and explain away the use of the statement and or have another crack at better misleading the public or occasionally coming clean with the truth. Either way, the original statement, while not totally truthful, is not deemed so damaging when discovered to need to fall back on the use of the alternate fact explanation because too many uses of alternate facts cards clearly heralds in the dawn of a Trumpian era post-truth society. Cancel culture. Cancel culture refers to the popular practice of withdrawing support or cancelling public figures and or companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive. And this is something that people can take to social media to do. Cancel culture came into the human consciousness in 2017. But it was in 2020 that cancel culture took centre stage. There were a number of reasons for this. The environment created by COVID-19, the terrible events that led to a massive upsurge in the Black Lives Matter movement, the lifting of the veil surrounding certain powerful celebrities and entertainment moguls, the growing understanding by the public that they have collective power in the public court of social media. And although clumsy, it is a way for the public to use the tool of social media to fight back against those in authority or those who are celebrities and are behaving objectionably. That's fine, but the trouble is, what if this tool is also misused? Conspiracy theories. No discussion about the world we live in today would be complete without a mention of conspiracy theories. Why are they being perpetuated? Who is doing it? Why people are being sucked into them? How they are being perpetuated? What can be done to nullify them? But the whole discussion about conspiracy theories demands far more time than a quick 60 seconds. I'll be presenting an episode focusing entirely on conspiracy theories in the near future. This is the end of episode two. So, until next time, thank you for listening to the Freedom Sessions. Our mission is simple, to provoke debate, awaken critical thinking, and to help people break free of dumb in all of its many forms. I'm Lee Parkinson, and until next time, keep safe, healthy, happy and well.